This is the official HITS training and consulting podcast. We are America's law enforcement canine training resource. We're raising the training bar for police dogs everywhere by discussing the intricate details of the training techniques used by the experts. HITS radio is merging the training world with the real world. You've been there. We've been there too. Welcome to HITS radio. I'm your host, Jeff Meyer. I'm excited today because I have a good friend of mine, uh, Henny Bolster from the Netherlands is with us today. And Henny has a, probably a 40 plus year career with dogs. He's done, uh, besides being a police officer, handling dogs and training dogs all over his country, he's very, very involved in the KNBP. So I am uh, talked to him and I'm going to have him on a couple of different times, I think. So we'll get into some training, talk about KNBP and how that relates to a lot of the dogs we end up importing. We'll also uh, just talk about how they do things in, in Holland and I've been fortunate that I've been able to go over there a couple times and do some pretty good tours and, and seeing a lot of different stuff that they do over there. So I'm, I'm real, real happy with uh, being able to share some of this with you. Today, I thought it'd be fun just to share uh, with Henny and, and kind of introduce Henny for those of you who haven't met him. Here is background and then uh, just kind of talk about how uh, things are different over in Holland, how they use the dogs, what, uh, you know, the number of dogs they have, and then uh, the capabilities that they're getting out of dogs that we aren't some of the different detection dogs and uh, the different stuff they're using. So without further ado, uh, Henny, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. I'm glad to talk to you and I hope uh, things over there are getting somewhat back to normal with this crazy virus. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, still a little bit normal over here. We yeah. have no problems anymore. It, uh, it's a little bit uh, yeah down now, so no problem. Yeah, I think... I think ours will magically go down right after our election is what my, my hope is. So hopefully uh, by the time people are listening, this will be pretty close to being done with some of our craziness. So c- could you uh, start off, Kenny, just kind of talk about your background? And I know you've, you've done a lot of stuff, so I'd like to hear some of the different things for our listeners. Good. No problem. Um, I'm now uh, 62 years old and I'm training dogs since my uh, 20th year. So 40, 42 years now, and uh, since uh, 1986, I'm a was a canine handler, and since five years I'm a full-time trainer. And uh, all the years I trained can feed dogs for uh, 42 years now, and uh, yeah, that's my hobby. It's uh, perfect to do. I like it, and it's very very nice when you make from your hobby your your work. So uh, when I trained the KMV dogs and I was a police officer, I liked it very much. So I tried to do a lot of decoy work by my job in my at my uh, canine unit. And uh, when that was perfect and it, I could, uh, I had the opportunity to get a canine handler. Yeah, of course I did it. And uh, now I do it uh, for almost 40 years. I like it very much. Oh, that's so, yeah. Good the nicest job. thing to do. Absolutely. So what, what year did you become a police officer then? Sorry? What year did you first become a police officer? And that was uh, 1978. 78. And you're still a yes. full-time police officer today, right? Yes. Yeah. Still. So just just 42 years is all. So. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's true. How many? I have to go till, yes, just two years and then I can retry it. So. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And th- so most of your career then has been with the canine unit, it sounds like. Yes, my canine, uh, canine uh, unit, uh, I started over there in 1986. Okay. 
so now 34 years. Wow. Yeah. And how many in the in that time? How many different dogs have you handled for your department? I handle uh, eight dogs now. Aaron, number eight, and uh, your dogs are single-purpose patrol dogs, right? Yes, yes. In Holland, we have uh, two dogs, single-purpose dog. That's uh, all the police dogs we have, and uh, we have a spe- special canine unit. They have the special dogs. They are uh, do the the searching. And narcotics detection and that sort of dogs. So in in Holland we have only single purpose dogs. And if I'm not mistaken, a few years back, you basically worked for like a state or lo- municipality, a local agency, and then that changed over. Is that? Can you kind of explain that when you went federal? Yes, uh, that's uh, we 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 had in the in the beginning. When I started as a police officer, we had a lot of uh, different police forces. And after uh, 20 years, they changed it a little bit. Then we get uh, 16 uh, different units in uh, in Holland. And now we want, we have one police force. So it's uh, in whole Holland, it's just one police at this moment. So that's, they changed in all the years. Uh-huh. Has that been a... Overall, has that been a good change for you guys, or hard to say? Or? For our work as a police officer and also as a canine officer, it's it's uh, getting a little bit uh, worse than it was. We had a very good time, but now it's get too big. We have too, too many people who want to tell something about it, and uh, that's not good. That's 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 bad, and uh, yeah, but we cannot change it. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta gotta roll with it. So you have just lots, lots more layers of supervision, I imagine, as you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that I know uh, that changed your commute a little bit, didn't it? From where you live, you got yes, a long that's drive. True. Yes, that's true. When, uh, I had uh, five years ago, I had to, I was already a part-time uh, instructor too. I uh, when I was a canine handler, I had the opportunity to. Uh, to train all, all, already uh, some colleagues because yeah it was my hobby. Colleagues asked me because they saw what I did with my own dogs. From the eight dogs I had, five dogs I trained by myself from puppy till the end, and uh, two of my my dogs I get as uh, the nationals from the camp fee uh, four times. So all the experience I had, colleagues wanted to know a lot of about that and they want to. Sh- to look and to see, and uh, yeah, that I liked it also. I I knew by myself, hey, this is the thing I want. I want to help colleagues. I want to learn something and to teach them. So uh, yeah, that was perfect. And after uh, f- five years ago, I get opportunity to get a full time trainer, and I thought, oh, I'm now 56. It's a nice time to get a full time trainer. Yeah. So at this point, how many dog teams do you oversee and train across the country? Oh, in Holland? Yeah, that you that you're uh, working with. I work with. Yeah. Uh, we uh, in my unit we have now uh, 26 dogs, and but uh, my unit is uh, the biggest unit in whole Holland. We have uh, in in our complete unit 19 dogs, and we have three different uh, training fields. So I'm in one of the fields, and we have three full-time trainers 
and I'm one of the full-time trainers in one unit. So, so your job every day is to try to keep 26 teams up and running. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so, I want to talk a little bit about how dogs, especially on the patrol side, we'll go with that because I know uh, I'll probably try and uh, get rude on here. Your colleague who does a lot of the detection, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But I'll, I might have you touch on that a little bit. But on the patrol side of things, um, what's the how are they used in Holland? And you know, like for instance, uh, um, it, if you were to, do they bite many people? And if they do, is the public supportive of that right now? We're going obviously in the U.S. We're going through a lot of changes with our police and a lot of scrutiny. So I was just curious, how what's the temperature there for for specifically what we do? It's it's now in in Holland is it's not a big issue yet, but we we can see that it a little bit turns like USA. Uh, we have to uh, most of the times to do more protocols, and the people are more uh, uh, talking about the police. Do they the work good? Like the same they do in in the USA, but it's it's now uh, we have a lot of bites still in in Holland, and all works nice I think. But I can see by the the big bosses in and the politics in 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 Holland that we will change in in a couple of years i think it will will change in a, in a lot of more searching and that's the, the reason we when i started as a full-time trainer i talked about it with my chief and uh, i i said to him it's good to to do more in searching work because that can help us because in the in now in 10 years we have i think no patrol dogs anymore and uh, it will change i i think because when you see how many people talk about our work, biting dogs to people, it's it's still uh, good, but it's even a little bit more an issue. Sure, sure. So, um, what what is the criteria right now that where you where you can get your dog out and you're actually going to use them with the potential that the suspect be bit? What what uh, criteria do you have for that? We we uh, we use our dogs a lot of for the uh, crowd control. Uh, a lot of with uh, soccer play, we use them uh, a lot when we have problems with crazy people, and uh, we search a lot with our dogs to people who de- who do uh, a lot of uh, crime, and uh, we find a lot of people. That that's the the biggest uh, we do. So, um, is there like here in the U.S. Uh, we'll look for criminals, obviously, but there's some criteria, you know, and we. Every, every agency is fairly similar, but in general, it needs to be, you know, some type of violent crime. Um, and then we kind of talk about, you know, the the uh, seriousness of the crime. There's a whole uh, a list that you know, most agencies follow that policy somewhat there. And the danger to officers, the danger to public. Is there a kind of a, yeah. a criteria that before you get your dog out, you kind of weigh all the facts? Or is it if he's committed a crime, are you good to go with him? Or Yeah, it's, it's at this moment, it is, it is not... Uh, written down on papers uh, when you may uh, may use a dog it's still the 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 canine handler by himself who has to think hey what crime did the guy did and can i use my dog for we first have to use uh, other stuff to uh, to get him or to hold him or, or whatever but it's it's uh, it's the uh, the canine handler by himself who has to think hey can i use my dog in it and you have to tell afterwards, hey, did I do well or not? So uh, 
that that is it's always the the problem yes so on a an average um if you were a dog handler in holland would you i mean are you are you getting several deployments every single shift or is it kind of a a couple here and there during the week no it's it's a couple of uh two times in a month the, that we can we get a bite on the streets with our dogs and then and this, this month we are uh, the beginning of september we uh, in my units already four guys had used the dogs for biting so uh it's it's the last uh, couple of years it's going more in in searching and biting so that's a, a bigger uh, changing in 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 the biting in the biting uh, subject. In the earlier days, we used them more in crowd control, but that is it's not so much anymore. And on the the searching part of it, are you guys? Um, is it more like a yard to yard search where you clear the whole area, or is it more tracking in order to find the person? It, it's uh, it's more more the yard to yard, but also tracking. We the last. Uh, Ten years, we do more tracking. We uh, we get help from the the specialists from the from the K9 unit from the searching school. So we do a lot of tracking also. And we the 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 last four or five years, we see a big difference by our dogs that we can see that we uh, uh, do a lot of tracking in our in our unit, but also in our training. And the results at, at the street is enormous. So it helps us a lot, and uh, we track a lot also on the street now. Good, good. That just gives you more more work, I'm sure, in the end. Yes, much more. And we do also more uh, uh, evidence search, so more more article search, because uh, we have more results last year. We said also, and uh, and when you uh, solve crimes. With your K9 unit, then our bosses are more satisfied. Absolutely, yep. That's no different here. So, uh, one final thing on the the whole biting stuff of it: um, is there is the system there the same on the civil side of it? So here in the U.S., it's not uncommon that you know after a you know any critical incident in law enforcement, the attorneys are are trying to come back and sue the agency and sue the officers and yeah. stuff. Is yeah. is it that way there, or is it a little less? Uh, uh, you know that is that is more more or less over here. The, we we have not a lot of uh, people that sue us. That you you hear that, not not often. Okay, it's, so it's, it's not, less, not very common. Much or in 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 America is a common, but it's mm-hmm. here not. It's here not. Yeah. No. So a lot of your policies then are just dictated by basically what the what the public wants out of the agency to you know whether they support what you do how it is so. So they're still politically driven, but not as much by the lawyers, it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. So on the dog part of it, um, with all these dogs that, that you have, tell me about, like, the first time I met you, I think it was a very, one of the first or second times I've ever in Holland, I met you at the KNVP, and you see all these dogs everywhere, and I always used to think that you could jump off a plane in Holland, walk down the street and buy, you know, the best dog ever and get back on the plane. So could you just kind of touch on even you with all of your contacts, all of your experience, everything that you, I mean, you know, everybody in the country that does KMVP literally. And then you, you know, with all the dogs that you need to source for your own agency, 
Can you just talk about, you know, is that difficult? Is it, I mean, I think you spend a decent amount of your time just finding dogs, don't you? Yes. Uh, it's, it's when, when I, when I started to train, uh, dogs and I started as a canine handler, it was easy to get dogs because when I started to train dogs, uh, 40 years ago, uh, at the camp fee, we had, uh, 12,000 members at the camp fee. So it was for police officers, very easy to get dogs. But this this moment when, where we are in now, it's it's a, a bigger problem to get dogs, and also for us. But I'm lucky because I'm uh, still uh, training in the camp fee, and I know a lot of guys. But guys just still call me and try to buy uh, sell the dogs to us, and we want to buy them. So it's also good that uh, when you when you train dogs by the camp fee and you see them a lot and you talk to people. Yeah, it's it's easier to have contacts. Sure, and so most of the time when you're buying a dog, it's probably a dog you've already seen on the field. And the, yes, you know, so you've, you've been able the to. Mo- the most dogs we buy, the most dogs we buy, I've seen already three or four times training at the different uh, places, not only on their own places, but yeah. also on on in other uh, training fields. But even even with all that, there's still some challenges, I imagine, to even find the right dogs. Even with with all that, isn't there? Yeah, it is. It's it's always uh, you you try always to to get good dogs, but uh, it's it's uh, also for us not always. Uh, you, you sometimes you get you get messes, so you get you get dogs, yeah, and they, they they don't do what you want, and that's that's normal. But that's uh, not so big. That's uh, I, I, we lucky. Uh, we get most of the time good dogs. Sure. And if you've got to see them several times over, you know, as they're growing up, I imagine that gives you a better picture of the dog where, yes. where most yes. of the time we're at a vendor for one, maybe two days and trying to, to see as much as we can of the dog and, and hope exactly hope but, it's not just and, a, a good day. But that changed also a little bit in, in, in our country. Uh, the, the last five, six dogs, I had the opportunity to get them uh, for two weeks at, at my home. Oh, okay. So I can use them two weeks. Uh, the, the owners of the dog, I talked a lot about about this in in Holland because uh, our unit uh, started with this, and, and the next week we all talk about it in a, in a in a in a commission from all uh, with with a lot of canine uh, handlers from whole Holland uh, that it, it's a nice opportunity to oh, yeah. get the dog for two weeks. You can uh, take them everywhere. You can do a lot of shuffle work. You can do a lot of searching. You can building search and whatever. Uh, you can see how is he at home, how is he uh, in the car, and, and that's that's the most uh, interesting uh, part to to get a dog. And uh, we, we try to get it over whole Holland to to, to to achieve this, so yeah, we, we will see. And you had mentioned when you started at the KNVP, there was 12,000 members. R- roughly how many are there now, do you think? It's now about uh, four or 5,000. Yeah, and I mean, just in the times I've been going over there, and I think when we when I was there, whatever it was, two years ago now, and you took me to yeah. one of the clubs, what I saw was kind of a older group and not too many young people exactly. in there. So that's true. Uh, what is there? I mean, I guess there will always be some sort of KNBP, so you guys will always be able to tap into it. Um, you yeah. come over here to the U.S. quite a bit and teach. What do you think yeah. the KNVP getting smaller and smaller? What do you think that's going to do to the U.S. over here, not having as many dogs? That that will do for the U.S. also a lot, because it will uh, more difficult for for funders to to buy dogs over here. 
and uh, and the prices will increase. That's for sure, and that's also for us. We have to buy when we have to buy a dog. We have to pay about six thousand six thousand uh, uh, euro for a dog. So the prices will increase even more. Of course, you get more people who want dogs. So it will also for people in the U.S. very difficult to get uh, good dogs to get over to America. I can only imagine when you started, you know, 40 years ago, the thought of paying 6,000 euros for a dog was probably not even something you could comprehend back then. <laughs> no. When, when, when I started, uh, my, my first dog, I, I trained uh, a camp feed that was in uh, 81. Uh, I sold for 1,500 uh, gulden, and there was uh, about 1,000 US dollar. Yeah. And you probably thought you were rich at that point for a while. <laughs> yes, but but it's it's not a lot of money. But because when when you you count what you do for it and how many how many hours, hours you have to train them and yeah. you feed them and the fat or whatever, it, it's it's not a lot of money. But it's it's not the money what is no. important. Yeah. We want to train dogs, and all the dogs I, I trained went to the police force. If it is in Holland or at the US. So that's the most important thing a lot of people want. They want to uh, train dogs and uh, good dogs and to bring them at, at the police force. And we are lucky that even in this time, a lot of people want to sell them to the police still. And I think that's, I'm glad you brought that point because I think a lot of people don't really understand that, how much civic pride there is in your society about all the dogs that you guys have have produced out of your relatively small country you guys have produced dogs for police forces and militaries all over the world that have done so much good and and i've talked to you know several people in your country and and it's cool to see like you say it's not all about the money a lot of it's just about having the pride and the uh you know desire to kind of help and do that exactly that's true so um if you can kind of touch on um we talked about the patrol side uh for the that and then I know there's a whole other side of your canine agency. And you said there's 90 dogs, and that's 90 dogs on your side. And then are there additional dogs for the you guys call it the search dog, where we would call it detection dog? Yes. How many dogs do you think are over on on that side of the house? Any idea? Overall, in Holland, we have 550 uh, dogs. Uh-huh. It's about uh, uh, 400 uh, 480 patrol dogs and 70 detection dogs. Okay. And uh, like I said, I'll probably try and bring uh, your colleague Root on um, and talk about them. But b- briefly, I mean, you you touched on it. You're, you guys are using dogs to uh, obviously do, you know, tracking out of that school. You do uh, not – narcotics isn't that big of a deal, or do you do a lot of narcotics? No. In, in, for us, we do no narcotics. Narcotics is all, all only for the detection dogs. And uh, we, we, when we when we, we do something else with our patrol, that is tracking or searching articles. Okay, and that's what I'm searching on, on the, on the de- out of the detection side of the house. Those guys yeah. do narcotics, bombs, arson, uh, exactly. evidence. They do a little everything over there. Exactly. And that's so you guys, but they're a single purpose, so they're it's kind of ran like two separate divisions, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. It, it's only the, the the training we do together. We are more together. It's uh, also uh, they they are t- uh, talking about it 
to get uh, all all more together, also patrol dogs and uh, and detection. So also the instruction we 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 have a, a commission now for and uh, patrol dogs and uh, detection dogs to talk about it and to try to get more involved with 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 each other, especially in in training because of the experience. Uh, in in a couple of years, I talk about now in uh, ten years. A lot of uh, experience will go away at the police force because a lot of older people are also in the police. And then uh, a lot of experience will, will be gone. So we have to talk to each other and uh, to help each other. It's, it's very important. Is the competition on the police force, is it pretty competitive to be able to be a dog handler there? Or is it uh, no. not a lot of people want to do it? No, no, no. It's 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 very uh, difficult because um, we also at the police uh, the is a big change at the police force also, and not a lot of people uh, want to have a dog, and that's the biggest issue I think. You know, we see that um, even in my own department, where there used to be if if we were going to have one opening, we'd have literally twenty, thirty, forty people who wanted that who would fight for that one position, and now. You just don't see, there just isn't as much of a desire to do it. And I, I don't know if it's just yeah. a generational that's, thing. That, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's the same as in uh, in our country. We we had, uh, this year we needed uh, six new handlers in my unit. We have every year five, six n- new handlers uh, we need in, in my unit because we we have a lot of people who, who retire uh, the last three, four years. And uh, But we, we had uh, 24 people who wanted to go at a job, so it, it's not a lot. When I started as a canine handler in my years, and uh, we had in my unit at that time, we had ten dogs and uh, and ten canine handlers. And when you wanted to be a canine handler, we had ten or fifteen people who wanted to be a canine handler. But then you did already decoy work for years. Yeah, yeah. Every every one of us, and that's not at this time anymore. Uh, you you get no people more anymore <laughs> who want to do decoy work for us, and, and that the, is biggest issue also. I imagine that decoy work was a lot on your own time when you were off work. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, and that's that's not common anymore because no. not a lot of people want to do that anymore. No, we see that here too, where you know there was a lot of passion, and um, I, I can't exactly. really explain it. Just not some. It, uh, are you? Uh, is there extra pay involved in being a dog handler? Yeah, yeah, we get paid for our dogs, so you get uh, six euro each day uh-huh. because you have to feed your yeah. dog or whatever. And then do you get a take-home car and all that and everything? So, yes, the, all the stuff you need for the dog yeah. at the car, they pay for, and uh, but the rest is it's it's normal. Yeah, what you get. Yeah, it, yeah, it's interesting. I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of similarities. Um, I think the the biggest difference from talking to you is. I just don't think you have to deal with as many lawyers, but I think the politics and uh, overall the work's quite quite a bit the same. Do you, when you look at, and I know you've spent a lot of time here in the U.S., and you look at the U.S. compared to your country, where does the crime fall in? I, I don't think you guys have quite the, the violent crime we do here, I don't think. I think the crime in, in the U.S. And, and in Holland is almost the same. Is it? Okay. But the, the most, most uh, uh, the biggest Different it is, I think, in the U.S. you have more problems with guns. 
Yeah. And that's the legalizing of the guns. That's the biggest issue, I think, in the U.S. And that's the reason we, in Holland, the the last five, six years, we see also more coming come on, coming over more guns because our uh, borders are open now. Yeah, yeah. And we get a lot of people from the east of uh, of Europe. Yeah. And there you can buy uh, guns for almost nothing. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's the reason we get more uh, guns over here too. But it's not so big as it's in the U.S. And everybody in your department obviously carries a gun, though. It's not like England. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting. Well, I think that's a pretty good overview. And like I said, if uh, hopefully very soon in the next uh, couple weeks, I'd like to get you back on here. And I'd like to talk more about some of the training progression and both on the KNVP and the police, because I know it's even your certification on the police side is very, very similar to the KNVP unless it's changed recently. But yeah, I think they're very similar still, aren't they? It is. It's uh, in, in, we we changed it a little bit, uh, but that you did not see before because uh, we we had we had to change it a little bit. Why? Because uh, we, we in Holland it's now a big issue the the prong and the and the e collar. Uh, next next year in July we may not use the e collar anymore. The prong is already forbidden. People in in the camp fear, and we and uh, the police force may not use the uh, e collar anymore. It's a high crime. So when you use it, uh, you you can get busted for it. So uh, it's, it's it's a big issue, and for us it will be more difficult to to train our uh, police dogs because the e-collar, it's it's a nice uh, thing to have, but when you use it, you m- must use it well, and uh, that's a problem we had in Holland. A lot of uh, people uh, use the e-collar not on the on the right way, and. Uh, that that's the reason to get a, a, a big issue in over here, and uh, we have to yeah we have to, to change that next next year in uh, in July it's over we may not use it anymore. And what do you think is going to happen to the quality of dogs because of that the way the breeding goes and stuff? Yeah, the, I, I think the quality will not be a, a problem because uh, all the dogs they they breed now. They will breed in the, in the next ten years also, but uh, the the only thing there is, and that's the part, the camp fee part, to get the higher results, it, it will be uh, not so high I mean, as in the couple of last couple of years, because in the last couple of years, everyone when he wanted to go to the nationals, you had to get four four hundred forty pounds off. At this time for 35, but yeah, that, that you will not achieve that anymore when you may not use the e-call anymore. That will be, a, a, I think, a wonder when you, when you get the full points. And but for our work, uh, it gets a little bit problems too because uh, you you must train a, another way, and uh, we have to do much more in. Uh, in training, it costs more time, and you have to uh, get help from each other. You have to help each other much more because you have to talk about the training. You have to uh, uh, to, to help your dog more, and to re- especially it's more important to rewarding, and uh, and the training in the camp fee changed already the the last twenty years. The more people uh, think about this, 
and use more rewards in training. And in our police force, we have to do the, the same. And that's uh, not easy because uh, when you train dogs for a hobby, it's your it's your uh, way of living. Yeah, and there's no there's no time. Yeah, there's no time limit on it. Yeah, exactly. You you know when you have a puppy, you have to reward him when it when he does something well, and that's not a, a common thing for a police officer who trains with a dog, and and that's the most uh, the biggest problem we have over here to change our colleagues in the training ways. And, what what uh, prompted them to outlaw the e-collar? That happened because uh, a lot of people used it uh, in a wrong way, and uh, uh, people uh, a lot of people saw it and uh, videoed it, and that came uh, by the politics. And we have in Holland and uh, political uh, people who are uh, fun of. Uh, of animals, and they have an animal party in the politics in Holland, and they make an issue for it, and uh, <laughs> that's the reason they yeah. change it. And unfortunately, I think you and I would agree that when used correctly, it's a much more humane way to train a dog. So the dogs are actually, in my opinion, they're going to end up suffering a little bit for because you know used used properly, it's a better, more humane way to train a dog. I think so. I, yes, I understand. Exactly. I understand probably what they saw and what they think they were doing, but I think it's backwards, and that's why I teach a lot of e-collar classes here in the U.S. And the thing I always tell all of them I teach them is um, we have everything in this in our profession has policies, policy for this, that it doesn't matter as a policy, and most departments don't have a policy about the e-collar. So if you're listening to this, you know I, I stress think about you know why don't you have a one or a two page policy for your own agency about who can use an e-collar, how it's used, all the parameters about it. So that way when this rears its head in your city or your state or your county or whatever, then uh, if you know if your sheriff or your chief calls you, you can say, yeah, here's the policy you signed last year. We're all dialed in. And maybe you won't lose this valuable tool like they have in, in Holland and uh, the U.K. I mean, there's lots of – now there's uh, – Germany hasn't been able to use it for years, so – it's a valuable tool that we're going to screw up and, and lose ourselves at some point. I, I fear. That's true, and and I I, I I told I said the same. It's was be was better when you uh, uh, teach people and learn them how to use the e collar, and that that was also be better for the dog for the dogs and for the animals. So uh, it, I think it's a wrong way to say you may not use the e collar anymore, but. The politics, uh, they tell something else, and uh, they decided the e-collar is over. But it was much better that everyone who wanted to use an e-collar to give them some uh, lessons in how to use it. And that was, I think that was the best way to do it. Oh, I agree. They didn't do it. Nope. And, now, and I worry that it could happen here. So, Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up, Henny, and... Uh, Hopefully, if you have some time, we'll be back on here in the next uh, week or so and and maybe talk a little bit more about uh, some training and and some of the uh, stuff you've done both on the field and uh, at work because I think they they both blend in and I think we can learn a lot from somebody with all of your experience. Yeah, no problem. Okay, Henny, well, thank you very much for the time today and uh, I appreciate it. If you guys like hearing... 
people like Kenny, you know, obviously can come to, to hits. We had to postpone it this year, but it'll be July next year. Uh, we'll be in Scottsdale. So July uh, for Hits 2021 now. And uh, you can hit, check out hitsk9.net. Henny and his partner, uh, Rude Loose, has uh, taught for us several times and always well received. So hopefully if it's not next year, Kenny, we'll be seeing you, you know, obviously many more times at Hits. So thanks again for your time, and I appreciate it. You're welcome, sir. If you're looking to make an investment in your canine career, come to Hits 2021. There's no substitute for the real thing. Whether you're a new handler who's looking to learn more about dog training or an experienced trainer who's looking for new training ideas and techniques, come to HITS 2021 where the investment is well worth the return. HITS 2021 will have more classes and more vendors who give away more free raffles and gifts and free cash than ever before. HITS is the world's largest canine seminar and is open to police officers and military members. Our experience makes the difference. You've been there, and we've been there too.